Hey guys, welcome back to the Nothing Cast. I'm your host, Bailey Straub, and today we'll be talking about a little more of nothing. Now, nothing really isn't anything, uh, and I have nothing to talk about anyways. So, let me just look around my room real quick, see what I can say. My brother got me a new lighter today, my little brother, that was nice of him. I've been asking him for a couple of weeks for a new lighter because he keeps stealing and draining mine. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, got some new dice recently, they're clear with blue sparkles in them, they're very pretty. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, playing a, what, a, uh, a new, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, uh, campaign D&D it's a one shot it's a one shot uh, on something called Fantasy Grounds which I've never used before but I'm about uh, you know like 85% of the way downloaded through the uh, oh fucking um the, the 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 computer program God, I'm so bad at this. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but I also found a, a beer I actually enjoy. Like, I'm not much for alcohol because it, it's poison and it tastes bad. But these new Michelob Ultra Infusions Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus. I took, I took a, like, the first case I bought of it, there was, it's a 12-pack, obviously, and I crushed them, all of them. Well, 11 of them, because I gave I gave one away. So I, I absolutely smashed them, and I was smashed. But that was uh, last Sunday when when uh, I was playing D and D with with the with the actual uh, campaign, the multiple session campaign. Um, but yeah, they're really good. I was just we were just vibing at D and D, and I was getting crunked and so is the dm both having a good time uh let's see i guess i could roll into the DD session a little bit after uh, i mean like last week we ended up killing the goblins the goblin camp of like 15 goblins or whatever um we found three pairs of bloody children's clothing they uh they were they were eaten by the goblins, uh, cooked and eaten. We didn't save them in time, I guess. Um, but we managed to, uh, hmm. We went back to town and we heard screaming when we got into town. After we, uh, there was a villager there, so we brought him back to town and, like, asked some questions and stuff and found a little bit out more. Uh, and then we heard screaming from, whatchamacallit oh there was a trap door in the middle of the fields under a bush I don't remember how we stumbled upon it oh someone was screaming for help it was a little girl screaming for help so we ran right we get we get there and uh, we uh, throw open the trap door and sprint down the hallway and uh, we find a goblin, and I roll to tackle him, and I roll like a natural three, and just he, he stiff arms me out the way. I'm just like, that's that's cool. We all go a few rounds with the, like like two rounds with the goblin because 
We didn't even roll initiative because it's a single goblin and there was four of us. It didn't even matter. Uh, one of us could have just, you know, stabbed him and he would have been dead. But in the corner, we saw a girl's arm, like, chained to the wall and a blanket covering what the arm was connected to. And uh, we walked up to it and lifted the blanket up. And thanks, DM, the little girl is missing an arm and both her legs. So we obviously run to the cauldron to try to salvage her body parts. And we find only an arm and leg bones, lots of leg bones. And the DM tried to give us one of her leg bones as a magic item. It worked as a one-handed mace with a 10% chance to light people on fire. Which is a cool item, but it was a child's leg bone, so... My character was like, hell yeah, magic to use against the enemies. Dope. And then the DM was like, it's common knowledge you can regenerate limbs in this, like, like... The churches and temples and stuff can regenerate limbs. I was like, oh, well, great, I can't keep the bone then. Cool. Um, so... We obviously gave it back to the girl. Uh, as we were going into the church, because as you recall from last episode, I don't re remember if I told you guys or not, um, we broke into the church and we were doing like a bunch of seedy stuff with the church because we were pretty convinced that they were the um, they were the ones kidnapping children. We, we didn't even think about the obtuse idea of there being someone out of town stealing children because there were no tracks at all. So we were like, yeah, we have no idea. It could be someone in town, could be someone out of town. They're getting snatched on the way back home. Like, could be anything. This is right by the field, so it makes sense. But we we uh, we walked in. Uh, oh, oh, fuck, I forgot about this. We found a bunch of candies, and we found out that the apothecary... Uh, the old lady who runs the apothecary was giving candy to children uh, and it was definitely bad candy. The candy, like after we confronted them, I, I, we went to the apothecary to try to heal the villager that we found in the goblin camp originally. I brought him there and we were talking and we were like, is there you know, anything you can do for him to to heal him, to get this worm out of his ear. Uh, yeah, the they had a parasitic worm that was, like, nigh burrowing into their ear. So I was, anything, and we noticed that, like, the old lady in the corner, because she wasn't talking to us, she was just being an old lady in the corner, and her daughter was talking to us or whatever, got, like, super shifty-eyed the second we set, mentioned anything about a worm. So we were like, ah, cool. I'm gonna roll like an insight on why so shifty. I rolled like an, another natural five or whatever, and I was like, I have no idea. And the kobold was like, that's a goblin. Like, that's 100% a goblin wearing a human skin suit. And like, it's so fucking obvious. Like, I have no idea how you don't know. So, me just fully trusting my partner, I just, I, I just grabbed the old crone by like the back of the uh, like skin flap neck area and just lift her up and she's way lighter than a normal human being and the the young lady at the counter was like freaking out i was holding on to her mother and i was like cobalt take her and turn her away or cover her eyes or something and like i turned around and like lifted the old lady's cloak and she had like 
stitching up her back. So like, obviously I just like zipped the stitching out and grabbed the goblin out and was like, ah, cool. What are we going to do with you? We grill him for information. Uh, as, uh, and then like somebody starts talking too much and his head starts to hurt which means uh, like it's burrowing into his head. So we were like, all right, we're not asking you any more questions, blah, blah, blah. And we tied him up and put him into a bag. And we were like poking his head out just and like not tightly bound at the neck, but like closed so he couldn't wiggle out. And he just had his head out. We called him Gabaglin because I thought that was really funny. Um, we went to the like the paladin's uh, leader's house with uh, him, we learned that the villager's name was Jim, um, and we were like, yeah, we have to, uh, like, you know, put him somewhere where no one can question him, because questions are what drive these worms that we found out that are in the candy that, uh, her name was Madame Spool, the ap apothecarist, was giving to children not just to eat, but to give to other people also. Um, so like I cracked a candy open and there was a worm inside and I was like, <laughs> fuck. So we, we took him and Gabaglin to the, um, that dude's place. And we were like, yeah, throw him in the dungeon or something because he's not in his right mind. And if too many people ask too many questions, he's going to get his brain eaten alive by a worm. Uh, alright, cool. Uh, so, we're talking, we're talking, uh, me, Escanor, and Adarax are walking down the hall, and Adarax starts asking, like, questions to the Gabaglin, and, um, we, we're, like, looking, and blah, 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 and, like, j notice that the goblin, like, started, like, frothing at the mouth and shit like he his brain was uh getting burrowed into uh we noticed so like i slammed him to the ground took the tweezers i had out of my herbalism kit that i just say i have and i like reached into his ear and tried to get it out and then like like i had it i had a grip of it and like i rolled a strength check to pull it out and i got a five so i couldn't pull it out it was latched on there and then like out of nowhere we didn't notice before but jim was on the ground frothing and seizing also so like we were like fuck that goblin so i like threw him to the side and fucking ran up to jim and like shoved my pliers in his ear and shit and like gripped and like just tried to grip and like rolled really poorly and couldn't get a handle on it and then i was like like we were just sitting here watching jim die and like right before the dm said jim's like jim's pronounced dead like i was like i can i try one more thing i want to like do an arcana check, uh, or no, uh, somebody did, like, mind meld or some shit with the, uh, parasite that was in the brain and realized that there was a signal, like, driving it into the brain. Like, it was, it was chasing after the signal, and the signal was coming from the center of the brain, so they were just, like, chewing towards it. And then I was like, can I do an arcana check to, like, disrupt the signal? Fuck yeah, I could, and I did. And I saved his life. Uh, and then Escanor was like, yeah, I walk up and I put lay hands. I pump five, five points of lay hands into him. All of the lay hands I have for the day. And like my face went white because the DM was like, yeah, you do that. 
And I like look at Escanor and I was like, why'd you do that? It's like, what do you mean? I healed him. I was like, yeah, except you, 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 you healed the brain matter around the worm. Now there's no way we can ever get this worm out. Uh, so that's cool. I was thinking about next week, maybe, um, trying to replicate the the signal maybe and uh well i don't i don't really have any way to do any like research on it or anything but i will do my best to figure it out uh yeah so that cycles back to us finding the little girl and bringing her to the church uh also along with the little girl the legless and one arm missing little girl we found a huge pile of those candies which is actually parasite eggs so we find a huge pile of candy and we put them in like a blanket and huck them over our shoulder or whatever and we walk to the church and we were like hey or like we pound on the door and we're like sanctuary i said that because i thought it was funny um but we like walked in um no no, no, no. One of the acolytes answered the door and they were like, oh, it's you. What do you want? And like super pretensile anger. And I was like, I had a dying child in my arms. I was like, I would like you to heal this child because I know you can. And they looked at me up and down and like, like started to close the door. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. like help the kid. Fuck me. I don't care about me, but help the kid. And she was like, uh, okay. She's like, come on in. And like, I stepped through the door with the kid. I was like, all right, cool. A uh, couple of people stepped through and then whoever was holding the bag couldn't get the bag through the front door, which was interesting uh, to the le- to say the least. And, uh, but the second we saw that that uh, the acolyte saw that that bag couldn't get through the door, she ran downstairs to get the high priest. Cool, go get the high priest. See what's up. So they do, uh, and the we I'm I'm sitting there with a dying kid in my arms, trying to explain like no 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 like we just found these these candies or eggs or evil little balls or whatever. I'm just here to have this child cured, blah, 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 blah. And like, I roll a very poor, uh, persuasion check on it. So it starts initiative and we're level one still at this point. Um, and well, he had more than 24 hit points. The, uh, the priest did, which I know from the first session because I cast sleep on him and he did not go to sleep at all. Uh, yeah, so we were about to get fucked, and then, like, a bunch of us were, like, like talking and doing persuasion checks, and then whoever was holding the bag, uh, Eskinor was holding the bag, he just used his once-a-day breath weapon on it, on the whole bag, and turned it to ashes. And you could see that, like, the high priest visibly relaxed at that, and, like, basically we were out of combat with another persuasion check, and, um advantage because we burned the bag of uh, the candy in front of him he uh he was not too fond of me because i charmed personed him the day before or the night before or whatever just to try and get information on the kitties and stuff and uh on the um 
all the artifacts my characters my character is looking for and the uh the high the high priest was like oh well like the child can stay you know and we'll heal them but like i'm not too fond of you i don't trust you let us like bind your hands so you can't cast spells and then you can stay and i was like that's absolutely fine like i'm not gonna cast any spells anyway i don't give a shit and like i, I put my hands behind my back and turn around to him like whatever you like whatever you want to do as long as i can stay and make sure this kid's okay because uh, apparently she got really motherly when she found a dying child, which was nice, uh, because I was having a real hard time deciding on which way my character was going to go towards good or towards evil. The group and the situations led her towards good, which is good. It's a good thing. So now she has healing instead of damage, which is great because the only heals we had was the paladin, which is awful for a party. So I turned my witch into a healer. Cool shit. Um, by the way, my witch class is a, uh, converted Pathfinder witch, uh, class. So, yeah, uh, which is cool. Um, they had to do, uh, what? Oh, they had to do the ritual, which took, you know, all night or whatever. So we were there, uh, protecting them and, and stuff. And what, what? Something, something happened where we couldn't quite get to sleep. And then the next day, oh no, uh, the Gabaglin's dead, so not him, but Escanor's goblin, his name is Glurg, came uh, to the church uh, because earlier uh, we grabbed a dead body of one of the goblins as evidence uh, from the goblin camp that I tied up last week. And uh, we made Glurg carry it and, like, stand somewhere. And, like, I went to collect the body. And I, like, he was going to come with me. And I thought about it. And I was, like, Jim's terrified. And, like, it's probably not a good look. I'd be like, And I, like, I flicked him a gold. And I was like, just go drink. Like, just do whatever. Drink. Have a good time. And he, and he just, like, big smile and dashes into the bar. It's all right. So, like, we didn't hear anything from him until, like, midnight 1 a.m uh he's he's half-assedly walking towards the church and escanor does uh divine sense on him which uh, it was more than 60 feet away but it doesn't matter it's for flavor's sake and he saw uh like an evil speck in glurg's head or not in his head in his chest uh the dm made sure it was in his chest like he just ate the uh the candy and we were like, yeah, let's run to the... Or everyone was like, uh, somebody make him throw up. We're going to have to make him throw up. Before, we, like, we didn't let him enter the, uh, the church because evil things can't enter the church. He'd be able to enter, but the worm would be ripped out of his body, if that makes sense. Uh, he probably would have survived because it was, you know, not in his head yet. Uh, which from the stomach to the head is a confusing thing anyway, but it is what it is um, Yeah, so they were like, yo, uh, this is like a dirty lake out back, right? If I give him some dirty lake water, he'll throw up, right? I'm just like like I, my character wasn't there, so I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was like, eh, that sounds like a bad idea And someone was like, no, let's go to the apothecaris the one whose mother we just de-skinned in front of her and showed her it was a goblin so she 
they walk in and the lady's just holding her hand in the corner and we say hello and she doesn't answer because she's fucked up about what she just saw uh so you know uh we get a little closer we like grab her hand and like try to talk to her and she like stands up and is like oh i didn't see you there i'm so sorry it's been a very long day what can i do for you and we were like no 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 sit down like we're really sorry and then like i just did like a uh uh, we ended up asking her for something to make Glurg throw up. And they were like, yeah, here, take this bottle. I don't really feel like trading today, so you can just have it. Uh, one drop. One drop's all you need. If you drink the whole bottle, you'll fucking die. I was like, ah, that's good to know. So we put one drop on Glurg's tongue, and Glurg threw it up. And we were like, cool. I was like, that took like 30 minutes when I could have just shoved two fingers down his throat and made him throw up. They were like, ooh, that's gross. You're going to shove your human-sized fist into a goblin's mouth? I was like... Yeah, you know, a goblin's a medium creature, you know, it's, it's mouth is definitely big enough to fit two fingers down its throat. <laughs> Whatever. I wasn't planning. Uh, but we got back to the church, the ceremony finished, we took the girl to her, uh, place, and then we spent the night at York's camp, and we're all level three now, which is dope, because as opposed to, what, like... The two spells I get at level one, let me look real quick, I now get six spells, four first level and two second level. He skipped level two for us because he was like, that's not cool. I don't like level two. Fuck level two. I was like, word, fuck level two. So I also got another hex. It's called Twist of Fate. Uh, when an ally's hit, when an ally is hit with an attack of opportunity, I can spend my reaction to make them roll again, the enemy, to roll again. If it still hits, my ally gets resistance to that damage, which is dope. Half damage for the ally after, like, rolling, uh, to see if it hits at all. Uh, I can use that once per long rest, which is alright, but it is what it is. And then, uh, the one before that I had is Lodestone. Strength save. They fail minus 10 feet of movement. They're encumbered. <clears throat> they gotta do another strength, another strength save at the end of the turn. And if they fail that one, they get minus 20 feet to their movement, and they're heavily encumbered. I don't know what that means. There's really no encumbered rules in D&D. Uh, &D, I don't think. I'm not positive because I don't play with weight in my campaigns because that's way too much to keep track of. Uh, and if they fail that. Again, they're heavily encumbered, and they have disadvantage on ability checks, attacks, uh, and strength, dex, and con saving throws for a minute. They make saves at the end of every one of their turns, but still, that's a that's a pretty good hex. You can use that one once per short rest. Oh, I got a few interesting spells. I mean, I already, I already had Thorn Whip and Control Flames as my cantrip. Uh, Charm, Person, and Sleep I, I already had uh, because that's what I used the whole first campaign, or the first session. Uh, I also had Witch Bolt, which I still haven't used. I'm probably, uh, I'm thinking about changing it out because I doubt I'm going to use it. But we also have Bane, which is dope. And for my second level spell, I chose Invisibility because that is the best spell to have. Oh, my Coven of Spirits. Yeah, so the Coven of Spirits, I get Protective Spirits. When an ally takes damage, 1d6 temporary hit points. Uh-huh. Oh, and it's, uh, I can use it, what, three times a day, which is cool. If, if I just see them get hit, I think I can just spend a reaction to just give them 1d6 temporary hit points, which is dope as shit. 
Uh, obviously Cure Wounds, which is 1d8 plus my spell modifier, which I believe is a 5. Yeah, my spell modifier is a 5, which is dope. d8 plus 5. And then Healing Spirit, 60 feet, but it's a 5-foot cube. Uh, that doesn't sound right. I feel like it should be bigger than a five-foot cube. Anyway, heals 1d6 HP, moves into or starts turning. Uh, one plus my intelligence. Yeah, so I can just I can just be like, if someone moves into that space or starts their turn in that space, they get a d6 of hit points. If I decide they get it, and I don't know, I can use it four times before it disappears off the battlefield. And then spiritual weapon, which is cool because there's a bonus action. I can summon a melee attack, but it uses my spell attack instead of like swing swung. Um, you know, five feet. It's it's an it's a physical weapon that manifests. Uh, it can go five feet away. Sorry, it can move up to thirty feet. No, it, bonus action. It moves twenty feet and attacks. It can move up. I can cast it 60 feet away, and it has to stay within 60 feet of me. If it doesn't, it disappears. Uh, and it does a d8 plus my spell modifier, which is 5. Which I'm just... I'm so hyped to use these new abilities. I can't wait to just, like... The DM says he enjoys role-playing more than uh, combat, but, like... That's, that's kind of why I chose invisibility. Not that specific reason. That's a good spell to use in combat also, but... Especially if I'm about to get fucked, I'm just like, ha, disappear, and dip. I'm like, oh, they can still swing at you. I mean, he can fucking try. I'm invisible. He doesn't know what I'm doing. Whatever. Uh, yeah. That's where we are in the campaign right now. I'm kind of excited to do it again on Sunday. But this new campaign on Thursday, or, which is today, the day this is released, uh, is going to be interesting i think i think i'm gonna play a druid just because i want to and i love druids but i've never gotten to like fully play one and uh well this is gonna be a one shot which will be fun but you know be better than like a campaign i guess i don't know i'm really happy with annabelle my witch class so for like the real campaign i was gonna choose a druid but then i was like you know what I've been on my in my homebrew that I was doing for my family. I was like, I was using this witch class, and I never got a chance to use it because they pushed out and quit. So I was like, all right, gee whiz, fam, thanks. So instead of you guys running in and your characters getting uh, their stories resolved, they're just going to be frozen in stasis forever. Uh, yeah, which is cool. But I'm excited. I can't wait to... Uh, play more i'm always a fan of playing D D. apart from that not much has been going on my life is uh not dull per se like i do a lot of things i just do a lot of the same things oh yeah i got a new game for the oculus it's called blast on blast on i think i don't know it's a uh it's like a tiny arena you have like a little pedestal you stand on which is like the average size of you're, I don't know, I don't know, it's like, probably like two feet by, by two feet, and it's a, it's a circle, so you're standing on it, and your opponent's standing on one, and guns spawn around you, and you just try to kill each other, and it's really, really fun, and it's really, really difficult, and the bullets move really slow, it's kind of like, it's, it's a VR bullet hell that you and your opponent are trying to kill each other on, it's very, very cool, uh, and I just, like, I've been, 
cracking on that lately and oh my god does it make me sweat I've never been I've been that sweaty before in my life because I used to do Taekwondo but it's been quite a long time since I've sweat that hard and there's like this foam bit that you put on your face so the oculus doesn't hurt you when you when you get close or when you put it on your face and uh, let's just say I had to take it off the oculus and like drain the sweat out of it it was fucking disgusting i just like i just paper towels and like cloth and i just like went as hard as i could on it without obviously breaking it because it was plastic Mm, at least the base of it was not the foam part but you know yeah i really enjoy that game it's it's really difficult and you kind of got to like roll on the ground and stuff but god damn if it isn't fun it's fun as fuck. It's fun as shit. <laughs> I, uh, I accidentally threw... I was playing it, and I accidentally threw one of my controllers, but just one of them. And, like, I... You can't leave this circle, the little circle, otherwise you lose all your health. Like, not instantly, but, like, real quick. Uh, and I was like, well, I guess I only have one hand to play this round with. And then I died, and I had to walk across the room to grab my fucking other hand. And uh, you could just tell that the other guy was just laughing at me. Yeah, I was, I was having a fun, a fun tiff and a tumble there. And they also just updated and entered, uh, like put in a lounge where you can play darts, and they have a little arcade mini game where you can shoot shit. And uh, they also implemented a dueling system, which is pretty cool. But none of that's important. Um, yeah. No, I mean, life's, life's been fine. I really haven't been doing anything. I'm just working, working hard, uh, or hardly working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I've been kind of upset at my job recently. Not like... You know, the job itself is a good job. When you work at FedEx, it's, it's, it's a good job. It's a great job. It's easy, but there are just like, sometimes when it's too easy, sometimes when you're not expecting it to be not as easy as it usually is, and it takes you for a loop, and you get like dragged in the mud a little bit, but you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you're fine, uh, but, um, fuck, what was I saying? Oh no, I lost the train of thought, oh god. Oh yeah, I'm upset at them because they keep cutting my hours. When I started, I started at like like 2.50 every day, which is perfect time. Like you walk in, it's 2.50, you're on the road by 3 o'clock, first stop 3.15. Cool. They, they, I guess I was doing too well or not well enough or something like that because... Like, the way they built this route, the way, route, route, whatever, the way they built this route, they, uh, there are two 30-minute breaks in the route, carved out. I work a six-hour shift, I'm not gonna take a 30-minute break twice. Just to lose an hour of work? No. I'm gonna sit there and wait for the stop to open not going to do anything else because it's not my job to do anything else. My job 
is to go to the stop, pick up the packages on time, put them in the truck, bring them back to the station. That's fine. I assume that was fine. Apparently, it's not fine. So they cut my hours. They cut it from 2:50 to like to like 3:30 or like 3:45. And I was like, that whatever. That's fine. And then like there was still that half hour break in between. And I was like, or just one of them. And I was like, that cool. Like whatever. Like this is this is also fine. Like you know, still working like almost six hour days. Like like four to Nah, like five to five and a half hour days. I was like, dope. Five and a half is is fine. I love like six hour days is where it's at, but five and a half is close enough that it doesn't matter. And then they did it again. They cut my hours again and made me start coming in at 4:20, which is awesome and hilarious that they made that the time. But it also means that I'm working four to four and a half hour shifts now, as opposed to my normal six. And it's kind of wildly upsetting, no, no joke. Because like, as a, as opposed to having like four to five hours driving, I now have three hours of driving and one when I'm back at the sh- at the the warehouse or whatever the shop, which is just stupid. It's just dumb. I just don't want them to cut my hours anymore, man. But they keep doing it. It's the second time they've done it, and like five or six months not even six months dude it is it is what it is uh they 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 pay enough to make it okay um yeah i don't i don't really have much else to say so thank you guys for watching this is the nothing cast uh Next week, we'll just talk a little more shit about, uh, you know, D&D, video games, whatever pops into my mind, alcohol. I'll try to do some new experiences for you guys. I doubt I'll get around to it because I'm extremely... uh, I can't really decide on depressed or lazy. Probably a little bit of both, to be honest, but... Yeah. Oh, I also found out that I have tinnitus. Didn't know that normal people don't have ringing in their ears. Yeah, apparently that's just... Not a thing that normal people have. So if you have a constant ringing in your ears, you might have tinnitus. Good news, there's no cure for it, so it doesn't matter. Once your hearing is damaged, it's damaged. So don't listen to loud music, I guess. God, that makes me sound old. But like, I went to concerts a plenty as a as a younger man. Uh, you know, over the over, over the course of my life, I've probably been to five or six concerts. Two of them were like, or three of them were like really big, like. Uh, what is it? Carolina Rebellion I went to twice, which is like, just like a huge thing. It's like, I I think, uh, what is it? I think it's a couple days long, like two or three days long. And like, they have like, what, like 50 to 90 bands that show up and they have like three or four different stages that are playing at the same time. And it's just like wild and awesome. Uh, and then one year, uh, oh, the last year of Warp Tour, I went to Warp Tour. 
because I couldn't miss that uh, once. And um, <laughs> I remember that warp tour when we we all like showed up, right? And one of my buddies was like, "Oh, hey, I don't have enough to get in." We were like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I didn't bring any money." You didn't bring any money and you didn't think to tell us until now. Yeah. Like, I brought, like, 50 extra bucks for, like, a t-shirt or, like, some food or something just to get us over for the day. But I gave that 50 bucks to him to buy a ticket. I was like, fuck. Because I was already expect like, my other buddy was like, hey, because we went in a group of three. Uh, and I was like, he was like, yeah, man, last year it was, like, 15, 20 bucks. Like, it'll be no problem. We'll get, I was like, cool. So I'll bring, like, a hundred bucks and I'll be fine. If it's 20 bucks to get in, that's 80 bucks to like play money, 30 for food, 50 for a, for a shirt or whatever. And like we got there and it was 50 bucks and I was like, well, I mean, I still have 50 bucks to play with. And then like, that's a t-shirt or food, probably food and water. Uh, but no, no, we spent it on the homie and, uh, it sucked because I mean, like we had a really good time just bouncing around and listening to music and stuff. But we were dehydrated, we were starving, we all had headaches by the end, like, we found, uh, oh my god, who does Chelsea's Grin? I don't remember, but, but we listened, that song, Chelsea's Grin, came on, uh, we found the band that was playing it, and we were like, fuck yeah, like, I love this song, and we were in the pit, and we were all yawning and stuff, and like, and like halfway through the song, I started to get really lightheaded, so I just like left the crowd. And then my buddy did like a couple of tornado kicks in the mosh pit, and I was like, I'm glad I wasn't there for that, because he probably would have kicked me in the face, because I'm watching his form and he has no control. Uh, yeah, but like after that, my head was ringing, and I was just like so tired, and I was just I left. But yeah, see, I'm not a square. Just because I have tinnitus and tell you not to fuck up your hearing doesn't mean I'm a square, even though I'm a square. Uh, even though I'm getting to be an old man, you know, the ripe old age of 24. Uh, I'll be 25 in July, which is an exciting time because I'm alive for a quarter of a century. Which I don't know about you guys, I'm really not that excited about. Because I, as a teenager, I never thought I'd make it to 21. And as a, you know, when I hit 20, I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it to 30. And I'm already halfway there. I don't even remember my 20s so far. I guess I had to stop drinking and, well, I'm not drinking. I was looking at the beer in my room. I got to stop smoking pot because it's just like my whole life is a haze. I'm definitely trying to cut back because... Let me tell you from an avid avid pot smoker, it's addictive. Like, not the drug itself. The drug is fine, but the psychological dependency on the drug is, like, super prevalent. It, like, I don't know. Some days I just don't want to feel anything anymore. So I just smoke a grand bowl to the face, and then I don't. And then the next day the feelings come back but they're stronger so like i'll take a you know a few hits and then i'll be in a haze for the rest of the day and not think about that and i just need to stop i just i just need to take time focus on myself improve myself like my health especially 
I need to start exercising more and I need to eat healthier because I don't and I, I have enough medical problems as it is uh, I'm a stone maker I have uh, tummy issues all the time because I eat poorly I guess and not to mention that uh, I think my mom uh, she got over it but she had stomach cancer for a little bit there thank god she got over it but she had stomach cancer for a little bit or some sort of stomach thing that made it extremely hard for her to you know stay away from home because at any moment she would have to use like the bathroom really really badly or or not use the bathroom for a couple of days like she has to use the bathroom really really badly mostly me mostly i can't use the bathroom and it got really bad and like i went to the hospital and they were like man you just you just fucking eat better I was like, that makes a lot of sense, you know. I don't have a lot of time in the day to myself because I, you know, I stay up super late because I don't have any time to myself. And then I wake up and I pretty much immediately go to work. I'll like for, I'll be at like a couple of hours off, you know, I took an hour or two to watch anime in the morning and then zip zap zoop to work. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, if you smoke pot, remember, honestly, remember this for all things, moderation. I know that makes me sound like a, like your parent or like, I'm, you know, do all things in moderation, blah, blah, blah. And it sounds like preachy and we've been hearing it our whole lives, but it's true. Like, and I guess we should have seen that as kids because... They're adults, they have more experience. Just because their experience is different doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, oh, what do they know? They never smoked pot. Of course they did. They lived through the 60s and not my parents. My, my dad was born in early 70s, I think. Uh, yeah. He, mm, nope, that's not right. Yes, it is. Yeah. 74, I think. 96, maybe 76, 72. Wow, look at me. I can't remember my father's age or anything. Wow. Fuck. I remember his birthday. I don't remember my mom's birthday. I'm a bad kid. I'm a bad son. I kind of grip with that every day. Whatever. Don't listen to that. Don't, don't worry. Uh, but yeah, everything in moderation. Uh, love yourself simps don't win if you guys are trying to get a girl talk to her uh like a normal person talk to her like you would talk to a bro not like yo dude what's up not like that just be like hey man how's it going you know like, oh hey how are you i'm fine i had a good day like sure you might blush a little bit because they're cute but if you act normal generally they treat you normally back and if they don't you chose a shitty person to, 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 to like, like. You, you chose a shitty person to like. To adore, go after. Yeah, so don't waste your time on people who don't waste their time on you. You know? And because that's all it is. Everything we do is a waste of time. Because time is all we really have. It's, even though it's just a human construct, I don't... I'm getting too deep. I'm I'm done. 
I'm done. Uh, so thanks, thanks for, um, thanks for sitting here and listening and hanging out with me for a little bit. Uh, I really appreciate you and, uh, I really hope you uh, enjoy, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I'll see you guys next week. This is Bailey Straub, uh, signing off on the Nothing Cast. Later, guys.